Welcome to I Don't Want to Grow Up, the podcast where two guys who still remember all the magic flute locations in Super Mario Brothers 3 talk about how things were infinitely better when they were kids and spend an entire episode convincing themselves that they're right. I'm George Stratton. And I am Felix Schlater. So today, we're talking about video games. Oh my gosh. Appropriately, with that intro. Video games. Video games. Video games are... Legs. 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 Video games. Video games. (laughs) Legs on screen. What kind of games (laughs) are you playing? (laughs) Good ones. (laughs) Nice. Really good ones. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Just leg games. Yeah, we we have... a long history oh my gosh. of video games. Have we had an episode where we don't talk about video games in some way? No, and I don't want to live in a world where we do. I don't either. I don't want to I have no there. problem with this. I'm just putting it out there that <laughs> that's probably a fact. Um, what systems did you Ooh, have? Ooh, that's a good... Let's get a baseline. Let's just start. All yeah. right. Okay. First, sis, are we handhelds included? We going hand- Yeah, and, and let's, um, you know, let's go like 8-bit gen. Like nothing, nothing like... PlayStation One. Well, I want to. I want to hear the nitty gritty. All the way back. I don't know. I, I mean, you're a little bit older than me, so um, I started with Nintendo sixty four. No, I didn't start with Nintendo sixty four. Come out. on, get come out. on, get out. No, I'm I started, fourteen. I started. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to I don't want to grow up. This a podcast where I'm gonna live to be a hundred. <laughs> no, I started with a the 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 gray Game Boy brick. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe. I think that was my first one. That was before the Super NES. So you got a Game Boy before the SNES? I th- I think I did. Okay. Okay. I, th- I mean, all those. I mean, I was like five. Well, we talked about five. your periffs. The My periffs. Oh, had. so many oh periffs earlier. You were uh, you were that kid. I did. I, I had like the the magnifying uh, screen <laughs> with the speakers it's that a folded Game Boy out. For an eighty-five year old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing and hearing impaired as a child, I had a lot of issues. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the hospital so much they had to get me something to entertain myself. This got really dark so fast. Right. Um, so started with the <laughs> handicap Game Boy. Uh, graduated to the super the SNES. The mm-hmm. Super NES, SNES. Um, and then I had I I was rocking the SNES for a long time, okay. Um, until uh, went with the Nintendo sixty four, okay. In around ninety six, all right. Um, and then I was I was Nintendo all the way for oh, a long wow. time, okay. So no Sega, no, okay. Um, yeah. So then I went N sixty four to GameCube. Oh wow, yeah. Wow. And then I also had an Xbox. And then we went, I kind of transitioned from Nintendo to to Microsoft because um, then I went Xbox 360 to Xbox One to, and then I had, oh, I guess I had a Wii also. So I was, I was kind of hand in hand, Microsoft, okay. Nintendo, right. Nintendo. 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 Shoy, shoy, shoy. Has there been an episode where you have an Irish accent? Um, Again, I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> Just a couple of Irishmen playing the video games. <laughs> and then I had a PS4 for a little while too. So I've, I've had potatoes. a I've had a a good chunk good chunk of systems. I like it. I like it. All right, let's see. I feel like you walked a different path. I <laughs> to the lonely one. Uh, PC, my little mm. IBM compatible. I was never a PC gamer. Okay, yeah, I remember. I remember playing Doom uh, in my in the basement of my home with the volume on like the first tick, so my mom wouldn't hear the screams of demons. Right, because she she would have loved <laughs> yeah. to hear that. Yep. To you see that you're playing Bible that. study, and then I got to go, got to go kill some demons. Right. Which, I mean, that goes hand in hand. I mean, if you're, it's like you're 
fighting with the demons. Exactly. You're fighting against I'm the demons. I'm trying to eliminate them from this plane of existence with a mom. shotgun, mom. Mom, look the at The way look Jesus would have done it <laughs> if he had had the technology. He would have gone to Mars and he would have obliterated <laughs> all of them by walking in the portal to hell. That was in it's John, the sequel. right? It's John. Bible, the sequel. <laughs> it's the New Testament. <laughs> it's the newer testament. The the nest the, the snestament. Ding ding. Snestament. The snestament. <laughs> yeah. Doom was never on on Nintendo. It was I don't on, think it was so. only on console later on, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was later. All right, so let's see. I started on uh on computer on PC. I remember I had an old DOS-based system where you had the five-inch floppies. I had California games on it. It was, uh, we had one color, green. <laughs> the computer right. was one color. I'm so stuck. I'm trying to make a joke about five-inch floppies, but yeah, keep going. No, no, on. no, go no, on, no. Go on, let's, go on. let's delve into that a little bit. Let's, let's <laughs> deep dive into five-inch floppies. So I had that, uh, and then the IBM compatible came out afterwards. So I had some colors. There were like four colors, but that was like the- How old were you then? Uh, I was, let's see, in like, third grade okay so you know duke nukem yeah doom um quake wasn't out yet quake wasn't a thing i remember the first time i saw quake and my mind was blown because of the frame rates i thought wow i didn't realize a game could could be so smooth smooth Uh, (laughs) but as far as consoles go uh nes snes i had uh a game gear i had um Let's see. You had a Genesis, right? I did. I had a Sega Genesis. Now, actually, what's really funny is I had the old 8-bit Sega before the 16-bit Sega Genesis came out. Yeah. You're, I didn't you're, know this was a thing. I didn't know it was either. I thought it was just reg- <laughs> like a regular thing. And then uh, looking back on it, explaining it to people, they said, that's not a regular thing. And doing research, apparently, it was a Japanese model. But I still played games like Road Rash. How did you find it? I don't know. It just showed up in my home and I played it. Isn't that funny? Like when you were a really little kid, your your parents must have bought these for you. Oh, they had to have. Which like later they would never in their right in the right minds buy you anything related to video games once you reach a certain age. Why would they? Like why did my parents buy me a SNES? I didn't deserve that. <laughs> it's a little jerk. <laughs> the things I did to them? What was it? What man? Um, so let's see after the snats, uh, no, no, sorry. The, the Genesis, um, I had a Sega CD, Ooh, which was yeah, like, yeah. why did I buy this? <laughs> why on earth would anyone buy this? Uh, and let's see after that. Yeah, we went, I went the PlayStation route. I remember going the PlayStation route because I, I didn't want, um, I wasn't a big fan of the stuff Nintendo was doing. Mm. I thought the graphics were. Uh, at the time, I thought the graphics were too kiddish. And so I went the PlayStation route. And then later on, I realized it's not necessarily just the graphics. It's the gameplay, the quality of the Such gameplay. artist. So I went back and I actually, <laughs> like, it, later on in life, yeah. I went back and played a lot, like Chrono Trigger, the Final Fantasy, like all those old games on, on NES and SNES that I missed out on. I played them at friends' houses. But I went back through and and played them in their entirety and realized like I'm glad I did it. Yeah. But I missed out. I missed out during those key years of my life as an individual. Oh, shoy, 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 shoy. Just, just a wee. <laughs> On my key key <laughs> years in my life. <laughs> just eating potatoes and playing Mario. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> just my potatoes. <laughs> uh, and then I went. Um, I did have an Xbox for a while. 360. Uh, I had an Xbox One for like a day and then I sold it. Mainly, and I mainly chose PS4. I'm on a PS4 right now and a PC, but I chose PS4 because I wanted 
more single player uh, campaign driven games. I want to be isolated more in my life. I'm sick of human <laughs> well, interaction. What I was finding was that if I played more multiplayer games, the grind increased exponentially because then all of a sudden mm. I had friends who said, get online, we're raiding right now. <laughs> and so, and I couldn't... Oh my, you had very they were, intense friends. <laughs> we're going now. I'm at a funeral. I don't care. Get in here. <laughs> get over here. <laughs> You know, you play with Scorpion. I play with Scorpion um, and Sub Zero, and uh, you know just all the ninjas from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, and so that those are the systems that I had, and right now it's a, a PS4 and uh, and a PC is what I am on mm-hmm. currently. All right, currently. Yeah. So now just to, so we're baseline baseline here. Boom. I'm I'm Control. I'm rocking an Xbox One, hmm. and I, I play a Switch from time to time, especially Excellent. when I'm traveling. I'm the, trying, best, the best thing. I'm trying with my tiny, cold, black heart with all of it to get Jordan onto the PC train. And I realized that the the entry point, the learning curve can be steep. And, oh, that not even to mention the fact that I just drop <laughs> the, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars right. yeah. to just be able to walk through the door. To get a viable In setup. order yeah. to get to the learning curve of right. getting my ass beat <laughs> constantly. <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at this guy <laughs> with his e-machine. Are you machine still a thing what the hell's an e-machine <laughs> that's a no <laughs> it was like around the same lot same time that like compacts came out uh what are compacts oh my god, <laughs> god. <laughs> how old are you <laughs> let's just say that when you when you bought a compact you got a free juno account what the hell's a juno account? <laughs> stop it you're making things up now you're not these aren't even real things anymore <laughs> Do you really not know? What no, you- <laughs> this isn't a bit. I'm just. I'm serious. Oh, I don't know what these are. So I'm a 96 year old <laughs> man. Send help and maybe do it because via I'm snail dying. mail. Just put put the letter in an envelope and give it to your mailman uh, right after the milkman shows up. <laughs> oh my gosh! So Juno was free email. Okay, and you would use like email is now. Yeah, but before you had to use like the biggest internet provider, it, the biggest ISP back in the day was AOL, America Online, right? And you paid a subscription for both internet access, and people always used the the email built into AOL, right? So you've got there. yeah, exactly. So to have an email address outside of that, you either got it because the um, the internet service provider that you had supplied it because you paid an extra four dollars a month to have your own email address mm-hmm. or you had to find a free service i mean the the fact that like right now in 2018 uh the idea of paying for email is is ludicrous right the band he's not a band right <laughs> he's a ludicrous the band luda hey chris <laughs> Just two guys. You never see them in the same room because they look exactly the same. He's a twin. Ludicrous. It's just Natalie Portman giving birth and then just yelling, Luda! And then the next baby comes out and she yells, Chris! Luda and Chris! The hip-hop duo of the ages. Skywalker hip-hop twins. Luda and Chris Skywalker. And then she died of a broken heart. No. No. This is canon. This is canon. <laughs> it's Legends canon. Sorry, Nick Cannon. 
and Luda and Chris <laughs> and Walker. Right. <laughs> the hip hop trio now. <laughs> what are we what is happening? <laughs> okay, so Juno was, was free, free email. Internet. Free um, email. Yep, and Net Zero was free internet an internet service oh, provider. Net Zero. Net, you remember Net Zero? Oh, I do. Okay, so Net Zero came a little bit after, uh, and it was uh, it was terrible dial up free internet. Right, and so um, the compacts and e machines were like these like baseline. They were basically towers that that let you use word processors. <laughs> That's basically what they were, and they were just like just crap computers just like the worst computers they they really really were but they just were the garbage en- boxes the entry point like the entry price point was like three hundred dollars what with the monitor what mm-hmm. <clears throat> they were they were garbage they were hot like <laughs> actual hot garbage with a logo on them and then you plug them into your wall <laughs> perfect <laughs> wonderful oh i can't believe you don't know what you know, I know what those things are <laughs> all right so We've we've covered where we've where we've been, where we've gone, where we are now. Okay, so let's go back to the actual experience of video gaming. Uh huh. When we were little little childrens. Mm-hmm. So what was that? What was that experience for you? <clears throat> what was what was that life when you were when you were playing Doom at <laughs> a really low volume? So what's what did re- it mean to you? What's really funny is I I had uh, if you've listened to the previous podcast. Yes. Um, I had screen time limitations, <clears throat> so That's I was right. only That's allowed. Right. I was only allowed to play video games or watch television for a certain amount of time per day. But when I stayed over at friends' houses, <laughs> they, screen time they went they out had the no window. Idea. So I got really good at Street Fighter because uh, one of my friends. Did you use your friends <clears throat> to just to play video games sometimes? One hundred percent. You needed that fix. You're just like, oh man. Yeah. Oh, man, so then, Brian down the street and has, it was Brian. has Street Fighter It alpha. was Brian. And so what's really funny is he and I, his name was Brian. Yeah, it was. He, um, oh, I remembered. Oh, yeah. He uh, he was amazing at Street Fighter. Any And you could pick any, any character. Any character. Was he like, one of those guys who was like, pick a character yeah. for me? Oh, yeah. He oh, was. come on. He was. Um, but I got better than him. And he did not like it because it was his system. I feel like this is a thing that you do. <laughs> you get fixated. Like if you, you have a friend who's good at something and they just beat you to death with it every time. But you like playing whatever that thing is. And so you, you have this like there's like an 80s montage of you like working out and yeah. punching like sides of beef. Jordan's and a really freezer. good at being a middle class white man. So I'm, work, I'm working on that. <laughs> You're getting a, really good I'm, at it. As a, as a middle class Filipino man uh, living in the same city as Jordan. I am I'm currently exercise montaging myself into white man status. <laughs> it's going this, great. Because this happened with one of well. our mutual friends with ping pong. Oh my god. Where you guys would play every day at work because he worked really close to you uh-huh. nearby. And so you guys would play what every day? Every day. He would message me and he he's the most competitive person he on is. the face That's of the fair. planet, uh this planet or otherwise. And uh, he he enjoyed the fact that he could destroy me, like destroy me in ping pong to right. the point where mercilessly he would, he would say, I'll play with this flip flop right. to give you an edge. And then he would destroy me. Then he would say, <laughs> I'll just use this dustpan that I found over here. And then he would destroy me with the dustpan. So I made it a point to destroy him and then someday beat him in ping pong. Uh, which I did. I beat him in ping pong. You did. And it was a glorious day. And now would you say, would you say you're better at ping pong? Yes. 
Okay. I held a ping pong tournament at my birthday party. Oh, we talked about this on the birthday and episode. And I won my own ping pong tournament. And it was it was him and me and he and I, he and my, my, my and him. She, she what's the proper? She, she, she and, he, he and, he and me? He and he, me. He and I. <laughs> he and me. It sounds like an 80s cartoon. He and me. He and me. <laughs> he and me. Starring Sinbad. <laughs> Sinbad and Sinbad. It's he and I. All right, so he and I. He and, and uh, you and he. Oh gosh, <laughs> my brain hurts so so good. To the e machine. <laughs> yeah. So Chris and myself were the very last two in the tournament, and uh, I had had a few. Um, you were so, you were stone cold sober. <laughs> I had that whole night. I had had a few alcoholics in. Uh, no, not alcoholics. <laughs> I, I had had a few alcohols in me. And I remember, I remember it was, uh, it was freezing that night. It was right. cold outside and the ping pong table was set up outside. And, uh, he, every time he stepped up to the table to play someone, he always took his jacket off oh, yeah. and I was wearing a hoodie. So I took my hoodie off and then he starts playing and I had to one up him. So I took my shirt off <laughs> and then he took his shirt off. Right. It got weird, man. It got, it got weird. And then you guys were like making out on the table. It was ping pong to ding dong. Whoa, whoa. I don't- <laughs> Ping pong to ding dong. <laughs> we just found the title for this episode. And it has nothing to do with video games. The Little Debbie Treat. <laughs> I think it's, oh, is it Little Host? I don't know who makes those it anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, so all that to say, you've gotten really good at ping pong because you felt you were just so salty about getting yeah, beat and every I think, day. And I think that's the thing. The comp- I, I do have a competitive nature, but I feel like I don't. I don't wear it on my sleeve as much as some folks. Right. Like, I, I like, I mean, who doesn't like being good at something? I hate it. But <laughs> That's why I, I strive to be at best mediocre. Someday I'll everything be a, I do. a mediocre individual at this <laughs> thing. Um, and so Street Fighter was, was no different. I think early on it was like, man, Brian is amazing at Street Fighter. It would be really cool to be able to beat him. And so on Fridays, our teacher would actually let us bring the Sega to school. What? And for the last 30, 30 what? minutes what grade of class, are you in? fifth grade, if we were good all week, blah, 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 we would, we would get to plug the Sega in and play video games for, for the last 30 minutes of class. And he didn't let us do this all the time, but on occasion we would. And so I remember thinking, how cool would it be? If in front of the entire class. Oh, no, you made it public. If I could beat Brian. <laughs> In Street Fighter 2, which can we talk about that for a second? The fact that Street Fighter 2 is baseline, not Street Fighter. No, Street Fighter. Oh, 2. Street Fighter is a is we, you want to talk about a hot pile of steaming garbage. I'm ready. It's 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 have you played Street Fighter? The initial like with yeah. like four characters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's the worst thing it you'll is. ever. It's, it's the like most painful two experience per second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a nightmare. But yeah, it's like Street Fighter 2 became the popular game. Right. And so they just completely pulled both cartridge and arcade Street Fighter. Yeah. And so just the right. only ones on the market were Street Fighter 2. As it should be. Yeah. <laughs> As it absolutely it's should be. It's one of the few occasions where a sequel of something yeah. is better than the initial thing. Terminator 2. Yeah. Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't think, I'm, I'm sure there's some other ones, but those are the only two I can think of right now where it's like, oh yeah, Terminator 1, awful awful movie fight me <laughs> if you're listening to this and you disagree fight me fight him i don't hate it 
I just don't. But Terminator 2 was just like it's way better. It's it way was better. great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we set up the Sega, and uh, I had actually gotten a copy of the game and practiced. I practiced. I put the game on, because you could change the difficulty in the settings. Yeah. And I put it on the absolute hardest, and I, I got my ass kicked daily. Daily by the computer. I see. Okay, you're you're in fifth grade at this point. Uh-huh. There's no way. I probably didn't have that kind of resolve to get good at something. It's like, a character flaw of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, and it's like ingrained at a young age because, like, there was no way I was gonna like in a masochistic way play a video game just to get better for this one kind of instance. I watched a lot of '80s movies. <laughs> Where everything like culminated to one point in a character's life, and then the movie ended. Yeah, but the problem was my move, my my life kept going. It didn't end. <laughs> it hasn't ended yet. Right. So it's just these, <laughs> these <laughs> various moments in your life where you're like, I have to be the best around. <laughs> and then and then I went home for the weekend, right. and then I saw this. I saw the same kid on Monday. Or chances are, I went to his house and had a sleepover that night. And he wasn't dead, like they it's do. Like, at the, I think they like, happen to be at the end of the '80s movies. <laughs> It's like Daniel beating beating the kid from Cobra Kai, yeah. and then going to his house for a sleepover that <laughs> night. That was my life. <laughs> like there were no like there was no like uh, bully. It was it wasn't that. It was just like he's really good. I got to be better than him, right? <laughs> for no so reason. What is? I'm genuinely curious. Uh-huh. What did training look like? Because that's what this was. This wasn't just. This was training for yeah. you. Yeah. So okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to explain Street Fighter nuance. Now, the, this is an interesting statement because if you play someone who is a quote-unquote professional Street Fighter video gamer. Which whatever, I do all the time. Correct. Um, Lance. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who Lance, Lance is. Lance Bass from NSYNC. We play all the time. He's um, vicious. There are things that you can abuse in the game when it comes to the frame rates and animations of like when you implement a certain move or things like that. And if you know that timing, you can you can use combos to your advantage. So where you 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 run a move and then you can run a move right after and if you do it correctly, the the your opponent cannot counter it. Because again, you're abusing the fact that the animations take a certain number of frames to run. Right. And during that animation cycle, the other character can't do anything. So if you input a certain number of keys, let's say let's say Ryu for example, you do a Hadouken to like a leg sweep. You're looking at me like I've got three. <laughs> you're arms. describing this with the intricacy of like a spinal surgeon Correct. talking, like in med school, which is why I'm describing won. the different vertebrae <laughs> and how you know, this uh. is the intricacy is genuinely concerning. <laughs> so fifth grade Felix. Uh, performing spinal surgery on <laughs> Brian in front of the class, just dismembering him. Just, just deaf comedy like, jamming him in front of everybody. Just doing the whole scorpion move, just literally pulling it out of his back. Oh, man. But yeah, it was that. It was the ch- training was was learning what the guys who were amazing at the game. Now, this, at. Bring, this brings up another, another interesting thing about video games back then was that you didn't know about these frame rate moves by reading it on a message board. No, no. Because that wasn't a thing. I didn't. That people it was did. something I learned. I learned that like when you do something in a game, you're, there's limitations within the game. Right. And, but then you can, you can use some of those limitations to your advantage. And I remember I played the game so much 
that I learned that and only to find out later in life that the guys who made millions of dollars, literally millions of dollars because they were amazing at Street Fighter, were doing the same thing. They right. were abusing it, but they were, I mean, they were way better than I was. Um, I just did it enough to beat Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Not the top Street Fighters in the game. <laughs> just one Street Fighter. Just one a just singular one. fighter. Just Brian. Just Brian. Bran. Bran Stark. <laughs> Just Bran. He's in a wheelchair. He has nothing else to do. He's been training for years with with Ken. Uh, oh, so what no. about what about you? What were the, what were those? Well, I, I like this this whole aspect of, and also the, this, this kind of boding well for no, me. No, 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 no. Not we're going away from you. We're going to a more general topic of like there are things that we found out, and and even things that were were rumored and Ooh, about video games good. that. There, it doesn't happen anymore. Right. Where there are these, you learn things just purely by word of mouth. Yep. You know, tricks of the trade and, and like where these, you know, you can cheat, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you go to this room and then right. you'll get this secret treasure chest. And, and You know what it was? It was always someone's cousin. He was. It was. My cousin told me this. It was always He doesn't cousin. go to this school. He lives exactly. in Louisiana. And if it wasn't your cousin, it was your best friend's cousin <laughs> yeah. who came in for the summer and right. showed you something and yeah. then you went back to school. School was our our message board. It was. It was our message board. And then the the internet connection, the geographical like gap closer were cousins. Yeah. Because they would come in, they would show us the tricks from their town. We would show them the tricks from our town and then all cousins would disperse and then take them back to their town. And then they, they were t- like our regional confidants for video games that came from like the Midwest. Just ambassadors. My cousin Adam from Chicago showed me this. Uh, the, the cousin from St. Louis is, uh, will now take the floor. <laughs> Uh, if you use the magic flute in uh, the second world of Super Mario Brothers 3, according to my cousin Jordan from Kentucky, uh, you can bypass. It was that. It was, it was very that much that. every time. Oh, man. Like, but it, it was, it, yeah. It was like this weird, and, and not even talking about the number. I feel like more more things that you heard were untrue. There's just these, these weird rumors mm-hmm. That you heard and you're like, oh, in order to get Mew, I have to push that truck yep. that's by the SSN. <laughs> Missing number two. Yeah. Yeah. The the one glitched Pokemon from under yep. the truck. Yep. Cousin. Yep. Cousin, cousin told me that. <laughs> Come on. Everyone had a cousin who told them that. There's just one guy who works at Nintendo named Cousin. Like, <laughs> Good. They call him Cousin. We will infiltrate their network. <laughs> <laughs> and then the internet started and he was out of a job. <laughs> He's just deadbeat on the streets He's now, just the Cousin. Guy programming hidden secrets into games and then just feeding them to people's cousins. <laughs> in, in, in but like it alleyways. Made, it made video games like this weird. This, strange cultural thing like there was actually this sense of mystery to it oh yeah like you go into like anything could happen there's going to be something whereas now i feel like you're looking at it and you're almost reading into it like okay someone wrote this like a programmer wrote this an actual person who wrote the storyline wrote this what and you're going to their their mindset and trying to figure out what's the point of this right you're dissecting it more whereas when you're a kid oh my gosh like do you remember okay this is this is a really good topic. You know, when you're a kid, when you're able to be surprised by things. Do you remember uh, one of the first Easter eggs or the first Easter egg you found in a video game? Oh, I know that's a, that's a that's a that's a it'll tough go, question. It'll go really <clears throat> okay. Not even not even earliest, but one that was of note for me. Okay, Halo. Okay, finding the skulls. skulls. The skulls yeah. in Halo were huge, or even like how to warthog jump with the grenades. Just yeah. like just different things that. 
the again, the way you could either abuse the mechanics in the game to your advantage for entertainment, not necessarily right. to win matches, but like I remember doing warthog jumps in like a, a co-op or in a in a multiplayer map by myself because it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just how high can I remember. I, get this I thing? remember we would uh, we would play a few of my friends. We, let's see, we were probably in we were in middle school, and uh, we would play literally set up warthogs and we try to shoot them, use grenades and rockets, and we try to launch them into the hole in, yes. in the base in Blood Gulch. Yes, oh and you try to try to whoever can oh. get more of them in. <laughs> Well, a quick side note, quick tangent. It's still video game related, but I remember I went um, to a friend's bachelor party in Ohio, and uh, Halo One uh, with two system linked Xboxes with three or four of them, whatever. Is, Which, by the way, land parties oh, were still unmatched. unmatched. I, those are still some of the best memories I have. My gosh, my! I God. mean, I'll play online close to every day now. Yeah, we're with the same amount of people, right? But that still doesn't even Man. come close not even close not even close but one of my one of my all-time favorite memories again speaking of blood gulch and for those of you who are listening who play halo you will understand this on either side of the map were the bases where your flags lived whatever where you spawned in and um <clears throat> you had a teleporter that teleported you to the middle of the map and so i went and visited some friends in ohio again for a bachelor party and i I knew, because I played the game so much, I knew that you could take the Warthog. For those of you who don't play Halo, I've completely lost you. You're just gone. It's okay. You can scrub through this. Uh, But you could take the Warthog, and you could put it on top of the output portion of the teleporter, and it would block it. And if you sat in the teleporter for too long on the other team, you would die. (laughs) You would die. And so I remember knowing this trick, and we were playing Capture the Flag on Blood Gulch. And so I nudged the, the friend who was sitting next to me. And I rolled I rolled the warthog on top of it. And from the other room, because we're having a LAN party, one of the kids inevitably starts yelling, guys, I think I think the game's br- broken. I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean, Rob? He goes, the teleporter's not working. I was like, no, I'm sure it is. Just, just sit in there for a second. And then, and then he died. He just died. And he said, guys, the teleporter just killed me (laughs) that sucks and then we won the game (laughs) he was on the other team he was on the other team (laughs) i blocked their teleporter oh my god halo halo was like it was the launching point for multiplayer like the baseline standard for multiplayer and how it should be done yeah it was it was fantastic i mean it wasn't you didn't really get to the online portion yet no, but, but I remember there was actually this program that you could uh, you could plug your Xbox into your PC, and it tricked your Xbox into thinking you were playing a LAN party. Oh, yeah! What? So you could play Halo One on your Xbox over the internet. There was a chat room, like a whole server side of it, and it would use the network to connect two Xboxes, and it would trick it into thinking you were playing on a LAN. What? It was wild. So we played a lot of that. That's now you didn't cool. have you didn't have audio like you do now, right? You had to sit there at the computer and type if you wanted to say something. But um, we, yeah, a lot of teeth cut on, on <laughs> I forget what the program was called. I think it was called Game Spy or something like that, where you could, because you could trick the Xbox into any other game. I right. Counter Strike, uh, Quake, like when they started coming out for Xbox, you could do that across the, across the board. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. Technology, man. It's no. a wonder. <laughs> Truly a wonder. I think it's here to stay. I don't I, think it's going anywhere. I don't think it's going to go anywhere, yeah. I think it's, uh, it's going to last the 
and survive the test of time the winter <laughs> oh, I shall I shall I play my video games it's going I, to last the winter <laughs> alright do you have any okay East, as far as easter eggs go I mean the halo skulls were pretty big I'm trying to just remember basic easter eggs from back then what about cheat codes Oh yeah, I had I had a game shark. Oh, you had a game a game genie, a game shark. A game it was a, it was a game shark. That was my first peripheral like specific wow. cheating device. It came with like the the big ass manual, like the newsprint. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. With like the sixteen, what was it like sixteen characters to enter in like a cheat code? Yeah. <laughs> well, they had you could go in and they had like this this kind of base you know list of games for the Nintendo sixty four. And then you could, you know, you'd, you'd put it in the system, the console like a regular game, and then it would have, um, you would have the pins on top and you could put the cartridge in on top of it mm-hmm. and it could read what it was. But then you could also go into games and you could, you could set, um, you know, amounts for if you had ammunition, you know, you had 30 rounds and then you could, you could kind of put in this code, you know, you'd say you put in this, the number 30 and it would put, you give you all these different codes for things like that, that the amount of 30 in that game, then you'd shoot like a few rounds, go down to 28 and then you'd see you'd, it would uh, decrease to the amount that, you know, of those numbers that would go down to 28. And then you'd, you'd be able to actually specify what you're trying to uh, affect in the uh, game. And so you could create your own cheat codes for different oh games. It's like the first time I was a hacker. It was, like, yeah. was legitimately hijacking the intended code from the game. Yeah. But it's not like it was like, uh, oh, this is an amplification too. It was actually because you you plugged it in first and then you put the game on top of it. So it was a filter. It was a Brita water filter for your Nintendo or your SNES. It was like, oh my God. So all those games that didn't have cheat codes that you really wanted those cheat codes for? It's straight up modified. Screw you. (laughs) You matrixed in. (laughs) Yeah, you did. What's great about cheat codes it's it's again it's it's from the cousins mm-hmm. and mm. you know that could because because inevitably one cousin in in the nation was the one who's uh who <laughs> the virus right right <laughs> well he was he was the one who whose parents decided to to pay for the nintendo power subscription because no one else did <laughs> oh, they did the, like yeah. they did like the, the the one month free right and then they canceled the subscription and of course the one month you got never had anything good in no it didn't it was but garbage. there was the one cousin who who got it every month and it had the cheat codes in it and so then he would through the the cousin network he <laughs> the would cousin <laughs> network <laughs> cousinet cousinet <laughs> And so uh, he would, uh, I'm trying to think of a pun for it. I can't think of one. Um, he would take, the, he would just memorize it before going on the right. family, the family that cousin trip. had photographic memory. Yeah. <laughs> he's just looking at, blinking while he's flipping through the pages. Like, it's like Chris Traeger speed reading through. It's literally the best cheat code. Um, but that, it was... There was something about it. I remember uh, you just mentioned like I, it was the first time I felt like a hacker. Yeah. I remember the first time I punched the Contra code in thinking like, oh, I'm not supposed to be doing this. I broke the system. Yeah. But they put that in the game. Yeah, like they did. <laughs> they made that. They made it because they know it was impossible with yeah. the three lives they gave you. God, that game. That game. Contra. Mm. You played Contra, right? I did. I played it. Um, I was mo- we were moving to a new house, and the people we were buying it from were friends of ours. And their son had a NES, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Hey, have you played this?" I was like, "No." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "That's what it sounded like, right?" Because um, I was, you know, six. A puffer fish. Yeah, I was. I was. I was flounder from the Little Mermaid, and uh, he was like, "No, I haven't." 
And so we, <laughs> he, we went in and played and played co-op because you could. Right? And that was awesome. We can we can both play at the play? same time and both. And that was before all of like the Mad Cats BS. Like you you were on level playing fields because you both had the same controller. Yeah. It wasn't like the okay, I get I get the official the official Xbox controller. You get this sticky just <laughs> cube of plastic with four joysticks on it and one of them sticks. It's just it's just constructed by a hobo. Uh, <laughs> just a crazy man. It's just a Campbell soup can <laughs> as the joystick. <laughs> he has to build a controller just out of anything he finds in they that dumpster. They should have just called the company Little Brother because that's that's who that's got the controller. Always. Is Mad Cat still around? They I think they filed for bankruptcy. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, 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 at the same time, I'm not sure why, because everyone I knew had their controllers. Oh, everybody, everybody. Because they, they cost four nickels. Yeah, yeah. And then, but they were the biggest pieces of crap. Yeah, because here's the, here's the conversation of an Xbox uh, or Xbox 360 <laughs> owner knowing that they have friends who come over multiple times right. during the week. Okay, so they go in. <sighs> All right. I've got two controllers. It's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, after I'm done stealing the Declaration of Independence, I need to buy some controller. That's actually a really good. It's not bad. <laughs> Have you ever done that before? No, that's it just solid. Came out of me. Uh, but they 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 would go to the store. Yeah. And they were like, "All right, I've got two friends, Tag and Bryce, coming over to come play some Halo, but I've only got two controllers. I need to go pick up some more. They're how much? Oh, what right. are these? They're twenty dollars for both. Done. Yeah. <laughs> and then you pull them off the shelf. Yeah. And you take them home. And then you and then your best friend would get the other Xbox controller. <laughs> and then the other two guys were like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This looks like an Xbox controller. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> it's neon green and see through, but and the sticks don't move. They don't move. <laughs> the letters are in Russian, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> It's a top brand from the Czech Republic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about, we've talked a little bit about, you know, gaming, gaming in the past. And uh, it, it really, it really was, uh, it was an incredible time. It like, was. It just was. It was a weird, magical community. It was. Yeah. And um, I mean, I remember, like, I even have memories of Atari. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. You're looking at me like I'm like a yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we played it on Juno on our on our e machines. <laughs> but nowadays, video games are so commonplace and so like it used to be something where it was like done in like the dark dank. Well, that, that has to do with like nerd culture in general has become so much more mainstream. Oh yeah, I'm and how it's I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer, bro. I'm a gamer. I don't know why. He says that like like that. That's like, fine. That's what they all sounded like. On <laughs> camera, bro. Um, but yeah, before it was like, why don't you go back to your house and play your computer games, nerd? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I will. They're really fun. I, I, I will do that. But now it, it is. It's such a big, it's a massive industry. Like, it's almost strange if you don't play video games. Yep. To and some it, degree. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's like, it used to be weird if like, wait, you're your dad's playing Nintendo? Why is he doing that? Yeah. And yeah. now it's like, well, yeah, my, my girls see me playing video games all the time. They walk in and they're like, oh, daddy's playing Destiny. Daddy's playing 
Overwatch. They right. just they just right. know. They're like, oh, why did you pick Tracer this time around? Oh my gosh, they know the characters. <laughs> oh, they know the characters. Oh, no. And actually, really fun story. To be fair, Overwatch is very cartoony. It is. It's great. Yeah. It's visual, very visual. Uh, I will not let them watch me play Overwatch anymore because one day they were watching me and uh, we went we went out as a family for dinner and then my five-year-old started yelling, die, 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 <laughs> because the Reaper on our team was amazing and kept getting his alt. And so she kept yelling that. And so I said, yeah, Lucy, let's not yell that out loud in public. <laughs> oh my gosh. Die, die, die. <laughs> Why does he yell that? He's so, just so full of angst. Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're all trying to kill each other, but ease <laughs> up a bit. Pump the brakes, man. <laughs> yeah. But that's interesting is like, you know, this new generation, you know, who have kids now, mm-hmm. they have families, but these are also the kids who grew up playing, especially ones that didn't have screen time, like yeah. like me. <laughs> so lucky. Played way too much. And you're still better at video games than I am because you, <laughs> you trained like Rocky to beat Brian in the fifth grade. Brian. Right. I'm better at video games than you when it comes to mouse and keyboard. That's true. You hand me a controller and I don't know what to do with oh, it. Oh, that's true. We I, went back and tried to play Halo. I don't know what to do with a controller. That's I just true. can't. I, I used to be okay at it. You just threw it at the wall. I was like, that's not <laughs> what I you do. It. I swallowed it. I just consumed it. It tastes it terrible. And just consumed it to gain its strength. <laughs> I'm stronger now. It was a mad cat. I leveled up. <laughs> Minus 10 agility because of consuming a mad cat's controller. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> in D&D, which also uh, is coming back around, too. Right? It's yeah? great. It's fantastic. It's awesome. So speaking of which, things just being uh, just normalized and, and, and it being so commonplace, right. like video games being so commonplace, we, we now have leverage on my five-year-old to say, if you don't listen, if you don't do the things that you're supposed to as a child in my home, you do not get to play Minecraft this weekend. So it's basically screen time. She's incredible at Minecraft. Right. That's the thing. It took her a day to get used to a mouse and a keyboard. You could learn a thing or two from her, Jordan. Um, no. <laughs> no. But it, it's it's just, it's one of those things where we'll go to a friend's house and my five-year-old will ask the, the, the friend of ours, the male friend of ours, like, so what video games do you play? Oh, no. And almost inevitably, they'll say like this and this. But every now and then, it's someone who says like, oh, I don't play video games. And she has the most confused look on her face. She says, what? well, why not? <laughs> what? Why good don't question, you? Good question, Lucy. <laughs> it's a super good, good question. question. <laughs> it is. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And it's not yeah. just, it used to be, like you said, the stereotype was, was antisocial, male mm-hmm. predominantly like yeah. The, yeah of course there were there were some exceptions to that rule but predominantly back in the late 80s early 90s antisocial males who just wanted to play video games like right. that's who played them but mm-hmm. now everybody like everybody it's insane would you say that you're addicted to video games, I, I have a very addictive personality, <laughs> I and you you know you know that about me. In that, when I get obsessed with something, I'm obsessed with it. Like Street Fighter, like too. Street Fighter Two, Brian. <laughs> but I uh, I feel like right now I'm I'm realizing how much I get addicted to those things, and so I'm trying to curb that. And I now, think- how do you do that? Do you curb that with like just putting more things in your life to take up that time? Yes, I have okay. to. It has to be a louder noise. Yeah. It can't be like a... I'm just going to resist. Yeah, I can't. Because once I jump in, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
fortunately, fortunately, Destiny 2 was a wash. Yeah. Because we would not be here recording this podcast because <laughs> I'd be at home raiding. Grinding. <laughs> Um, what about you? How 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 do you handle and or control that addictive nature of video games? Right. I feel like after college, I mean, I got married about a year after college. And so by that time, you know, getting a job, going to grad school, there, I, something had to give. Right. And that was typically video games. And, and so you, you played a lot in college. I'm assuming. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. And so yo, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah, yo, yeah. <laughs> and, yo, TV rap. Yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I was the guy who was, you know, we, we would stay up till, you know, three or four nice. the night before an exam right. just to play Halo 3, Excellent. you know, for hours. And we that was amazing. By I, the way. It was, oh my gosh, <laughs> the memories I have. I'm getting like all nostalgic and like weepy over it right now. Like Halo 3 came out my freshman year of college. Mm. And I remember literally I, um, I got it at midnight at GameStop. I right. went to pick it up, played it until 8 a.m. Awesome. Um, awesome. Didn't go to any classes the next day. Amazing. Slept until 10. Got back online. Amazing. Just constantly played all day. Went to an intramural soccer game because I was like, I probably need to actually stand up out of this recliner and get out of my dorm room and eat some food after this. And then I went back to playing more Halo 3 Yay. online. And I was at a university where we didn't have, you couldn't connect to like actual Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. You It would just be a giant LAN kind of system where at this and one hand like you're not getting as many players and you could get on there might only be like 10 people online but you get on there's only 10 people on, online and you know them all oh, man. like you know all these people so the trash talk is real. oh my god and you know the people <laughs> who they are and you'll see them out i went to a really small college so it was only about 1500 people and so you would go out and I would see Jason for the, the dorm next door and he was incredible. Mm-hmm. He was like one of the, you know, you you would know the top oh, three yeah. players because they would just be like wiping the floor with yep. people. Yep. And oh my God, like I still, I think I remember like their screen names. Like okay, they're burned gonna, in my mind. This is going to be a weird question. Yeah. But the guys that you, like the, the, the individuals, plural, that you just described, mm-hmm. the guys who were amazing at Halo. Yeah. Were they physically fit or were they were they f- a little fluffy? It it actually I, I feel like you're you're fishing for an answer, but it actually kind of it was kind of a spectrum. Yeah, like like the guy literally Jason's actually a name of one of the guys. Yeah. He was on the soccer team and yeah. he was like really fit. He was a jock, but then like another guy, he was actually he was a jock too, but he was actually just a big guy. Yeah, okay, but some of them were on the fluffy side. I mean, it was on. But I, I, and I asked that again. I was fishing for an answer. Right. I, I'm just now thinking of and realizing that that the the folks who I played with within a land setting because it wasn't an internet setting yet. Right. That that whole thing was still blossoming. It was still awkward. It had the acne. Didn't know how to talk to girls. Um, you know, like it is now. Correct. <laughs> they uh, the the guys who would come over and play via land party were were all like physically fit. I wonder. I just as we were talking about this, I wonder if it just has to do with that aspect of competition. And like these were all <laughs> guys who, who love. And it, it was the guys who were at the land parties, not the guys who were playing Chrono Trigger forty seven times exactly to get all the endings. It's the competition. It was of the, the idea that yeah yeah. And those same guys, because it bled over from real life, wherever that motivational aspect came from, either mm-hmm. internal or a 
parental unit who was imposing that on them. Who knows where that comes from? Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that to reflect of course myself. Not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it had to come from somewhere. That right. drive to be amazing at some sort of competitive sport. Or just to win. Or otherwise. It doesn't even have to be like, I'm going to be good at this. Exactly. It's this idea that I have to win. It goes right. back to Chris playing ping pong with a dustpan. Right. Like it's this I, it, I mean, I, I play, Hannah and I just went over and we played board games with Chris and Jenna and Chris is relentless. He's a savage at Ticket to Ride and he will not give you any quarter when it comes to games of any kind. But I think that has to do with that personality is that these people are competitive and as you know like Chris, he's qualified for the Boston Marathon. Right. And it it is. It's an internal drive that that yeah, it it manifests itself somehow. Sure. Because it's not innate it's there it's implemented at some point in your life and then it becomes innate right. so i don't know what that looks like for chris but for whatever reason with the halo stars in my in my town local they were all like marathon runners mm. they all played soccer lacrosse like they were all they they were not your typical your your gamer who played Chrono Trigger 47 times or right. played through Final Fantasy and knew the the best way to beat Sephiroth. Like they just knew oh, and that, like, and that also crazy. You're right. And this makes this is an interesting dis- interesting distinction about video games, especially now, is that there aren't you aren't just a video gamer. Like we were, you know, you played video games, you're a nerd, like back then. It wasn't a specific stereotype. Now there are so many different types of games in different platforms, whether it's on a PS4, Xbox mm-hmm. One, a PC on your cell phone. Well, mobile is like number one right now right. as far as... And like, I'm sure because who doesn't have a smartphone? Right. So everyone is going to be gaming on... All, nearly everyone's gaming in some way. Right. Like my wife's not a big gamer, but she's, you know, she was... She'll, she'll be playing mm-hmm. something on her phone on the plane every time. Right. You have... You inevitably have at least one or two time waster games. Something to, to pass the time when you're sitting in line at the DMV or... You know, when you're not having to, to dispense an, an enormous amount of brain power, it's just something where it's like, okay, let's do something to take my mind off of what I'm doing for two minutes while I wait in line for my cheeseburger, or whatever. And it's it's there, it's it's there, and it's present. It didn't used to be. It used to be let's let's have a conversation with someone <laughs> <laughs> who wants to do that. Ah! But also, I think there's this clear distinction between people who go into video games for, like you said, you got a PS4 for the single player storyline, for the almost the art of it, which is a whole different conversation. So about. yes and no for that on that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. I knew that the, the single player exclusive games for PS4 were going to be incredible. But I also knew my addictive nature of online multiplayer right. gaming. And that's what I was going to say. There's this distinction between... You know, going in to play this story, to play this, or whether you're you're into puzzle games, or right. whether you're into RPGs, but then there's this whole other, other side of people that I've never really thought about, but just the competitive aspect of gaming mm. to where, and, and that's where I've predominantly continued to game because it's easy to jump in. I'm not jumping into, you know, for a four-hour gaming session anymore <laughs> just because I have a job and a family and things One to do. One-off is so much easier now. <laughs> It is. Yeah. It just is. And so I can jump in and play three rounds of Overwatch yep. for 30, you know, in 30, 40 minutes. Right. And I get just as much satisfaction. Maybe not just as much, but it's, just, it's a different type of satisfaction because there right. are so many different gaming experiences now. Correct. And it caters to all demographics, right. which is amazing. Like you have folks who, who will play Sims 
all day. Like, right. That that sounds terrible to me. I would never want to but do that. But there are people who just sit and customize all yeah. day. And then you, I mean, just within Minecraft alone, you have right. people who well, there's different t- different genres can tap into different interests that every single person exactly, has. Exactly. And it, I feel like those niches are just going to keep expanding. Like I, you know, there was. When I was growing up and we played games on NES and SNES, it was like there were two types of games. Now, you can't even count how many types and subgenres no. of games it's, there it's are. Like, it's like music. Like, yeah. You know, back in the 80s, there were <laughs> there were four genres of music. And now there's oh, it's insane. There's genres and subgenres and, and sub subgenres of music. And then, you know, the whole indie scene and everything that literally there's no there's no kind of sound you can make that doesn't belong in some kind of genre of music. Right. When and it's then, the same thing with games. Right. And because and the the opening up of that world to indie game developers oh my gosh right so when we first started with this whole the whole thing with video games it was big distribution development houses who are the ones deciding the fate of the video mm-hmm. game uh zeitgeist <laughs> they were the ones deciding like okay shooter games or side scrollers or right. top scrollers or rpgs whatever like they they did they set that precedent mm-hmm. and so those were those were for for the analogy of music. It was rock, hip hop. We had R and B. We had classical, jazz, classical, and that was it. But then, as you play all those, There's probably a few more. <laughs> <laughs> but that was but, it. <laughs> but, but as you had audiences of those things, yeah. you had folks who would like say, "I love hip hop. I love jazz, but I also really enjoy some of this classic rock." How can I fuse that together? And then the insane clown posture. <laughs> Out of those three. A bad analogy. <laughs> I would start singing an ICP song, but I don't know any. I don't any. know any. I, I don't, don't either. know any. I'm proud All of our, of <laughs> our ICP listeners just left. They just turned They're off. Just they just done. They just deleted They're the done. podcast. They're done with podcasts forever. <laughs> <Just done>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I see what you're saying. Like this whole indie scene and the fact that the internet is a thing mm-hmm. and that anyone can upload anything, whether good or bad. But the fact that, you know, that being said, there are amazing things that can come out of, you know, these these obscure and creative minds where otherwise they didn't have a platform before. There was a, I was trying to look it up, but there was a game <clears throat> that um, was developed by a, this is, <laughs> is going to get a little bit heavy, uh, but it's okay, <laughs> okay. but it's okay. There, <laughs> there was a game that was developed by a, a husband and a wife whose little kid was going through through chemo like you know that that's already heavy enough to deal with right. on its own right and he was a game developer he developed for a bigger house but he wanted he was trying to find a way to process what was happening and you know i can't i can't even i can't even imagine what that looks like you know i've got two kids and to, to think about what it looks like to process that is is unfathomable but the way but what he did was he developed this game where the his his son was the main character and the things you did in the game were just daily things that their family did and dealt with mm. and um it it was 
it became one of the the bigger games I think on Steam. But there was there was a whole podcast episode uh, about it, and I remember hearing about this. So we can we cut this out. It's not, but it, is it that Dragon Cancer? That's it. Okay, yeah, I just looked it up. So he 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 <clears> developed <throat> this guy developed the game, and I, the name escapes me right now, which I, I apologize for not remembering the the gentleman's name, but. Just the idea, the idea that as a processing tool, as a processing tool for what him and his family were going through, rather than just say, I'm going to, I'm going to write about this in my own personal journal. I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to talk with my family, uh, whatever, whatever steps that we take as human beings to process heavy information. Um, this guy decided my voice lives within game development. I'm going to develop a game around this. And and we got a video game out of it, which is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. you're going through something so heavy and so personal, and this guy makes a video game out of it. Now, not, not to, he didn't do it to downplay what he was going through, but... He saw it as a way for himself to be able to process what he was ha- what was happening to him and his wife and his child, and that that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, how cool is that? That not only can he do that because he's got the chops and the distribution platform to do so, that people accepted it. They right. saw it and they realized, like, I see what you're doing. I get it, and we're on board. I mean, and that has to, that has to do with that whole ongoing debate of. Are video games art? Yeah. And, yes. you know, especially something. The <laughs> right. done. Is it done? It's over. <laughs> especially when, you know, you bring something up like that, that's created out of such pain oh and such God. difficulty. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, of course it is. I yeah. mean, and there, there are other big, big name games that I would say, yes, definitely. Yeah. When you, when you put it, you know, stuff that's, that's written in such a, a beautiful and conflicted way or something right. like that. And not that all games are rooted there. I'm not, I'm no, not no, no, they don't have to be. That, they don't have to be. The fact that they can be. Right. That they can be now. And that it can be an expression of the, the writers or the developers mm-hmm. who are creating the game because it's coming from a place of, of happiness. Mm-hmm. It's coming from a place of joy or pain or both or whatever. It can it's, be a sense of expression. It's crazy. It's, it's a way to, yeah. I think it's awesome. N- totally. I think it's fantastic. It's a, it's a medium unlike anything else to where right. you can give someone something and they literally, in order to engage it, have to interact with it. Yep. It's, I don't know another art form that's like that it becomes a two-way street which is is great you can it's a relationship you can put the the end user into the shoes of the individual going through whatever right whatever and it's it's crazy and sometimes that's replicated and and disingenuous and sometimes it is coming from a place of truth which is so powerful and i think it's yeah and it's going to get even more intense and be able to convey things more accurately with vr (laughs) I knew we were going to go there. <laughs> Before we get into VR, mm. which, I mean, it's inevitable, <laughs> isn't it? We got to do some news time. I can't wait till VR becomes an official thing so then we can release the podcast in VR <laughs> and then we can talk about how when so podcasts meta. didn't have VR. <laughs> That's going to be my... Remember when <laughs> we did this on a simple audio format? That's going to be... Remember when they couldn't see us in 2D? <laughs> now everyone can, can touch us while they listen. Okay. Well, this maybe we nice. shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we right. have the best audience ever. <laughs> news All right, time. So news time. 
Um, I don't want to grope up. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Oh I my! Like, <laughs> I said I don't want to. You don't want to. You don't. He said. He didn't I want to do it. Please don't send us emails because we don't have an email address set up. So please don't because that'd be very strange if you could. <laughs> well, we got an email. All right. News time. <laughs> news time. So talking about video games then and now, something that wasn't happening then, I'll tell you right now, is people making millions of dollars playing video games oh back gosh. then in the 90s. So I got a little list here about the top earners in esports. Oh, my gosh. Esports being people playing electronic sports, those being video games. Right. The number one, the top earner when it comes to esports. Wait, I want to. I want to. You, you about to do a dollar amount? Um, I was gonna give you a name. Then I was gonna give you a dollar amount. Okay, but give you, me the name first, and then I will attempt to guess the dollar amount. I'm, I might butcher some names here. I'm ready. The, uh, these aren't. These are not. John Smith. Oh, you got it. <laughs> you got it. Kuro Takasomi. Okay, from Jersey. From Germany. Oh, it's close. <laughs> close. It's New Jersey. New Germany. <laughs> so why is it new? <laughs> he's we a, did not like the old one. He's we wanted a, a new one. <laughs> <laughs> we have to make a new one. <laughs> the, the old, old one so dirty. It's not good anymore. <laughs> he's a Dota 2 player. Okay. Rage-inducing Dota. Uh, he plays a support role. Great. Oh my gosh, he plays support. He plays support and he's the number one. Number one earner. Much, number, much, one earner. number one earner. How much do you think he typically makes? Annually. Annually. Okay, I'm going to guess $4 million. Very close, <gasps> but you went too high. Oh, so you, it goes up to right price right rules, you lose. Boom. This is why Jordan and I are friends, by the way, <laughs> because we both adhere to the price is right rules. In that you guessed over. million. Jeez, annually? How old is he? Does it say? 25. (laughs) This okay, so how mad are you about that? (laughs) Let's just let's just uh let's just wrap this up in a nice little bow. This little idea here. A 25-year-old child is playing video games and is making 20 uh, 3.7 million Mm dollars a year. To sit and play video games. To be fair, it says here when he was a kid, he was diagnosed with a medical condition, which kept him He's from allergic being... to video games. <laughs> and he beat it. I do not like this. I am so allergic. <laughs> but I have to be the best. All right. He was a kid when he was diagnosed with a medical condition, which kept him from being an active child. And he thus gained the love of video games. The love handles of video games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here just completely crapping on this dude and he's making 3.7 3. 3. million dollars a year. Uh, that's insane. I'm so jealous. I'm so, so jealous. Yeah, I mean, so if you look at people saying that, you know, we talked about, I think in the last episode, we talked about people hiring Fortnite coaches. Yeah. You know, for their kids. And, but hey, I mean... You never know. Yeah, I mean, I, if, maybe not if, with Fortnite. You might be doing some just RTS. video games in general. Yeah, like the fact that you can be playing a video game and you could be making a salary. That's that's unheard of, and yeah. it's so commonplace now. And kids, kids are almost expecting it. Like mm-hmm. they, you know, but that's just like it's like. To be Kuro, that's like LeBron James. To be Kuro. To be Kuro. This fall on NBC's. <laughs> I just want to move to the city and have a nice view of the park. It only it never got past the pilot. 
to be Kiro. Uh, quick side note: my German accent derives from the butterfly from A Bug's Life. That's that's where <laughs> that's where my German accent come from. If I can't if I can't place a German accent, he I did know have I a German to. accent, didn't he? Oh, I did. Yeah, all I, really all I do is I say, "I'm a beautiful butterfly." I'm in my a head, beautiful and then, butterfly. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It, it, it pops in my head, and I'm good to go. Wow, I'm good to go. It also helps with like the slight. You know, uh, the story behind uh, the story. Uh, you almost have to like moan a little bit. Like, oh no, you have to act like, like you slightly just have, in pain and slightly pleasurable. You just have like a chronic pain problem. <laughs> what would that feel like? Oh, I have uh, pain. And I'm, my, I'm so German. I hurt so much. Okay, New um, Germany. No, I hurt so much in New Germany. <laughs> this new place. I'm not used to it. it hurts me. It just reminds me of my homeland. I am very homesick. What's <laughs> It's just homesick of old Germany. Old Germany was the best. It was a better Germany. So much better. This new Germany is like not that our for. podcast can either be summed up. With, so which podcast is it? It's the guys that talk in the Irish and the German accents all the time. Yeah, it's oh, not right. good. It's, it's not good. Don't listen for the accents. They it really just, just want it to be in VR. Just the, <laughs> the virtual reality Irish and German accent <laughs> podcast. You know. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. Those guys. <laughs> Uh, okay, so on top of and piggybacking, piggyback, piggybacking, P- yeah, piggybacking on top of uh, and piggybacking and, and piggly wiggling on top of the the news article that you found. There's also the the commonplace idea of streaming your your gameplay on Twitch, right? Which is for those of you who are not familiar, Twitch is a an online platform where you can pretty much turn on your a camera, you can turn on your video game console, any of those things, and directly stream what you're looking at onto the internet for potentially thousands of people to see. And Potentially. I th- potentially. <laughs> Most people are streaming to ones of people or zeros of people. Hey, man, my channel's growing. I, I believe. appreciate you, uh, you it didn't is. criticize. Jordan Jordan Stratton, uh, <laughs> at Jordan Jordan Stratton on Twitch. Uh, you can watch him just slay It's not news. a real thing. Don't go to that link. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there are people who will log on every single day and play 10 hours a day of video games to thousands of people. Right. And I think I think a lot of people see that and think, I want that. That would be a cyclical hell to me. We've talked about this before because there's something <clears throat> ideal about that in our minds. Yeah. Because the idea that we could just wake up and play video games all day and that be our job. I don't. I don't know – if that would be ideal at no, all. No. And then the, the other thing is too, these these streamers is what they're called. They they get buttonholed into playing one game. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, this you guy never, plays you can never cross games. His, you can never cross his he, Yeah. He or she, well, mostly he. The, the females are, are trying to get more popular on the platform. <laughs> the females? The females. You know. You've heard of them. <laughs> Females are trying to become more popular on the the game streaming platform, but unfortunately, there's just a stigma when it comes to the viewership. They just they just don't treat them well, which is unfortunate because right. there are plenty of female gamers who would just destroy, destroy me. <laughs> they would. They're just amazing yeah. at games, yeah. and so um, I don't know to to see that that there are people who have to who have to literally have to turn on their console every morning, and that's how that's their grind. That's their daily grind. Right. I don't know if I would want that for myself. Well, and also we're we're the kind of people who feel like we have to actually create things from scratch and right. You know that it would be a yeah, mm, mm. that would be a nightmare for yeah. me to know that I'd have to play the same game. I would get really good at it, right? But 
I, I feel like even when I was like obsessed with a game, my threshold was probably like four or five hours. And that was when we were like deep into a game. Mm-hmm. But like casual gameplay, maybe an hour or two for me and right now. some of now. these guys are doing this for upwards of, you know, eight, nine months, a year. Oh, yeah. And when they're doing like the marathon gaming streams, they're, they're streaming for 20, 22, sometimes a whole day, like a 24-hour stream. I don't know. I don't. And there's all these stories about these Twitch streamers who have died as a result. What? Yeah. There's multiple stories about guys who have streamed for 24 hours multiple times a week, and there's just their bodies just can't handle it. <laughs> I did. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I should have left. <laughs> My body couldn't handle it. <laughs> Code Red Mountain Dew <laughs> and Doritos. So they only go so far. Are we on to 60-second speculation? I think we are. 60-speculation? We no, got to come up better, with a better name 60-second speculation. Uh, this is the part of the podcast where Jordan and myself, not in that order, all the time, um, <laughs> speculate for 60 seconds each about what our current topic will look like in the future. 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 <laughs> uh, I can't remember who went first last time. We should do this research. But I, remember, but I don't remember. Um, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. So go. RVs. RVs. <laughs> I think it's going to become uh, much more of a standard um, for money making. I mean, we're already seeing a lot of that. We're already seeing these superstars rise up on the platforms for better or for worse, whether we enjoy these people or they're just annoying as crap. They're here to stay, and it's just going to keep getting uh, more and more saturated. Um, and I think developers are actually starting to create games with streamers in mind. There are things that are put into games specifically for streamers. There are rewards for people who play um, solely for career-driven purposes uh, by Rick Warren, the career purpose-driven life of video <laughs> games. <laughs> but we're just going to see more and more of that uh, as we move forward. Still 10 seconds. I still have 10 seconds. And also <laughs> VR uh, will be rampant and we're going to walk around with goggles and no one's going to look at us funny. Any more? 60 <sighs> seconds. Good. Man. Okay. Nailed it. <clears throat> I, I Alarm. I Alarm. I can't, I can't, it's I time to wake up, Jordan. Uh, it's been a, no, uh, it's a dream. It's all just it's a dream. dream. Been a dream. It's all the Matrix. We're in a simulation. <laughs> All right, so speaking of simulations. <laughs> you planned that. You had an alarm set for right now. So you could segue into, oh my, you're a genius. All right. Um, no, I'm not going to talk about simulations and VRs and the singularity. Although, well, maybe I could talk about that. But 47 seconds. I, I think that ga- gamification is something that's, that's mm. already oh, that's totally inundated one. into our society and the way we view technology. And, and it's, it's what social media is looking at and how can you get as many likes as you want and how can you get... You know, people to, to view all your things the amount of time you want. How can you get those clicks, baby, mm. those clicks? Mm. So that in itself is a game. But I think that more so it's, we're going to see a widening of the spectrum of games from the hardcore to the very casual, whether it's back with your grandparents. We're playing with the Wii and they're doing bowling and they're nursing home to like the really extreme Kuro doing his Dota support thing. That's um, me. And we're going to see <laughs> we're going to see a widening of that even more to where the, I mean, almost every single thing is going to be gamified, whether you're trying to earn points for a little uh, rewards card or whether you're doing hardcore <coughs> e-sports championships. Mm. It's interesting that you mentioned the the <clears throat> playing for likes kind of a thing, that whole uh, rating system when it comes to basically anything online. Yeah. 
it's it's funny to me now that when when social media was still in in its infancy, which it still kind of is, people are still trying to figure it out. Um, I don't think. Well, I don't think it's people are going to stop because it's so it's always changing. quickly evolving. It's always changing. Yeah. But when it when the whole rating system first came out uh, on MySpace or whatever whatever the initial platform was that really launched people into just staring at their computer screens or their phones or whatever it was, mm-hmm. it was they were all just imaginary online points they they didn't they didn't equate to anything and the idea of chasing those things was was pointless it was like <laughs> okay great you've got a hundred thousand friends on myspace who who cares right okay, cool these are your top eight okay awesome but nowadays those numbers can turn into actual physical tangible cash those things turn and, into, and if not, if not that being you know a paycheck in itself, it can lead to connections to jobs, right? The it influence to, that you have, yeah. it's all of a sudden a social status of power that that can be translated into many different things, which mm-hmm. before that wasn't the case. No. which is so funny how it's like this weird augmented reality game that is. we're all living it in. It is, and for those of you who have read. Ready Player One, or have seen the 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 movified movified version of the of the book. I won't talk bad about it, um, but it's like you got some you got some thoughts. No, no, the movie? no, no. That, that's a whole other podcast. That's uh, next episode. Is just Ready Player One. It's just me, just ranting. I'm not even here. Ra- ranting Player One. Uh, yeah, Jordan is back in Finland in another sauna with steam it up cranked to uh, no. So, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Um, the more and more I think about the content of that book and how uh, people live and work and play in a virtual reality space, mm-hmm. yes, it's VR, but that's not that far off from where we're at with augmented reality becoming more and more prevalent, with VR on the cusp, us spending more time on social media, and and not just spending time for the sake of passing time, but there are people who are making a legitimate living on social media, whether it's constructing tweets and, and writing comedy for the internet or people who are playing video games or mm-hmm. people who are influencers. Um, we're going to start to see more of that. And I think it, it's it's just crazy to me that that's where it's headed. Like the gamification for the sake of passing time is now becoming the new normal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that scares people. I don't know I mean, if that makes them excited. I, I think it's it's much more prevalent in our social circles and, and the with with the people we interact with because of our jobs. I mean, there's there's totally like you know you what's the percentage in the United States that you if would listen to this and they say I don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's you're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. But you also look at the growth patterns of it's true. I'm not saying it's not growing. I'm right. saying that it's not going to be. I don't you're think. Right. It's going to be changing that drastically in our lifetime. But I want it to. But I think we're. <laughs> but I want to do so bad. I want, I want to go to. I there. want to live in the internet. Be there. I want the world. <laughs> no, I want the whole world. <laughs> this is Veruca. A little Veruca salt for your day. It's fine. I could have sung it in a German accent. I probably couldn't have. It would have been real bad. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not. Uh, yeah, and I think you're right. It's not going to be an overnight thing. No. But the trajectory is. Is on point, I yeah. think. I mean, you never know. I mean, Elon Musk could have you know <laughs> give us a little a little 
on a submarine to transport us all into the internet. Jordan just did a sprinkle motion with his hand. <laughs> salt, I just salt bait a submarine from Tesla that's going to lead us into the internet. That's the power of Elon Musk. He can salt bay things into fruition. <laughs> he just walks in the boardroom and... <laughs> We're going to Mars. Oh, okay. I guess the board meeting's Look, done. Look, I just poof, there's build a spaceship with my mind. Tesla in space. I'm out. I got to go into Wendy's. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what we're doing here, do us a huge favor and leave us a positive review because it really helps the podcast out. And if you don't like what we're doing here, you know, leave us a positive review and we'll know it's sarcastic and we'll take that to heart and we'll feel really bad about it. So either way, you're, you're doing us a favor. I, I will feel really bad about it.